Hello and welcome to Need2Go. Need2Go is a podcast meant to help you take your learning on the go. Our goal is to support administrators, tech coordinators, educators, and just anyone in their learning journey. So whether you are at home, work, the gym, or on your commute, we are glad you're joining us. Now for the latest episode of Need2Go. Hello and welcome to this month's episode of the Need to Go podcast. Today we're excited to take some time to talk some tech tips, tech miss tips, other tech tips, depending on when you're listening to this episode. Um, just some ideas that you might use on a daily basis or something you want to share with specific colleagues that use Google tools and other tools daily. So I'm really lucky to be joined by Shelly Mowinkle. Shelly is a business teacher in Milford. She's also their tech integration specialist. And uh, one of the other roles that Shelly has that brings her to the table today is she is a NIDA board member. Shelly is always sharing tech tips, ideas. And one thing I really always appreciate is her approach to easy to use and implement ideas and tools. So today um, she started sharing some tips for NIDA members um, and so we're just going to kind of review some of those things, share some of our favorites. I know I've shared some tech tips with teachers. Um, sometimes we bounce ideas back and forth from each other. So just having the conversation about some of those tools um, that we have been sharing or that we're going to share uh, for the podcast today. So Shelly, thanks for taking some time to join us. Thank you, Heather. I'm glad to be here tonight. One of our favorite little things to talk about, isn't it? It is like, what's well, an easy tech tip. And I think we're on repeat when we try to come up with something that we can share that teachers can just implement quickly. And it's something that they don't have to spend a lot of time, but it actually saves time. Yeah, exactly. Um, yes. And honestly, I think teachers want the quick tech tips that they're not spending a ton of time on. That's really going to make their daily lives or their teaching just a little bit more efficient. So as we get started here, I don't know if we want to bounce back and forth, whatever works for you, but if you want to share maybe this, a tech tip that you started off with today, um, and then we can kind of just go back and forth or whatever, if that works for you. Yes, it does. Well, honestly, the first one, the first cool tech tip I shared out was the, um, the fonts, uh, you know, I love teaching the style of fonts, the um, differences between serif, sans serif, and novelty fonts. So just to let teachers know that there are more fonts out there than just our normal Times New Roman or Cambria or Alice um, to uh, change the appearance of their um, documents or presentations. Uh, And honestly, not all teachers know that you can go to the more tips or excuse me, more fonts in the um, Google and add them. And, you know, that is just what we assume teachers will be using. But honestly, I've taken some time to actually show teachers how to download fonts and put them into their uh, uh, into their applications. Mm-hmm. But I would say you have enough fonts right here to choose from. I would agree. And then one of the ones, I think you shared it too, but I always try to and strongly encourage the Lexend font for dyslexia and just sometimes those that just struggle with reading simple text in general. 
So a lot of those Lexend ones are handy and there's a lot, I mean, I can use Lexend in my Google tools and if I'm a Canva user, I can use it there too. Ah, yes, that is a, that is a great um, <laughs> tip that um, all of us need to be aware of. Um, I don't know, one of my favorite tools that I use, but I is in Google Slides. Um, I don't, you know, obviously I don't print off my presentations, but what I do in there is I actually flip the orientation of my Google Slides to portrait orientation. And it's like creating a notebook. So when I do have a presentation that I'm sharing with my students, and in that presentation, there's a document that I want them to have, um, whether it's following their notes or it's just an it's an extension of our um, lesson that we're discussing. I have it already in the format of a piece of paper, and I can just quickly print it out from there. So I did share that share that on uh, day two of my cool tech tips. But like I said, that is one of the very simple things that really changed how I present to my students. I like that idea. And then if, even if you, sh like you said, you, whether you print it or share it with them, they have that in that format that matches what you presented it in. Yeah. And I think by default, whether you're an adult or a student, you like open a slide and you just start typing. Yes. Yes. Like it, it, it be, has to become, it's a good habit to be in is to change that page orientation and adjust that. I'm going to add that to my list of things to adjust. <laughs> no, you know, honestly, I really, um, I really changed my perspective a couple years ago when I kind of started doing interactive notebooks with one of my classes and as I was presenting, I'm like, and creating presentations, I was like, why am I, I want to have this up there on the slides, but then I was, you know, shrinking the image mm -hmm. or doing something like this. So I'm like, why am I just not flipping the orientation? And then it's all going to match. So just makes that design just so much easier, really. Um, I'll kind of share one of the ones that I shared right off the get go with teachers was just managing your inbox look. Uh, in your Gmail. And, you know, by default, you get all of them there, whether you like thread view, view where it's, you know, things can get buried. Some people are used to that. That's not, I want mine, each email to come in individually. I can still see the past content because of the replies, but I don't prefer the thread view. So I kind of take that off. The other view that I like to show people, again, it's personal preference, is I like my inbox first. So it sections off your, uh, inbox look and all of your unread messages are in a section at the top and then all your read messages are at the bottom. Again, it's something to get used to. And I have shown that to teachers in the past. And some of them were like, oh no, I can't handle it. I can't handle that. But it's nice to like have those options and take some time to just look at it and say, hmm, maybe that is for me. Maybe that's not for me. You know, I, I really do like that, that tip because, um, you know, we all use our inboxes in a different way. Like I want to make sure that my inbox is clean and is always less than um, one page of of emails in my inbox. You know, some people I have, or I shouldn't say that, I have some colleagues that actually never delete an email <laughs> and you're, and I want to, and I so badly discuss with them, even archiving 
um, their emails or moving them to a label. But, you know, I use my email first page as my to-do list. If mm-hmm. your email's on my front first page, I know I have to do it. So your tip of keeping your unread ones at the top or um, your red ones at the bottom, like those are just simple ways to help us as teachers. Yep, definitely. And that workflow, you know, everybody's got a different workflow. So, yes. Um, you know, one tech tip that's going to um, that's going to be shared out is uh, how to uh, efficiently use your uh, Google Sheets, especially your fill handle. Um, you know, it depends upon how you use your Google Sheets. I use them a ton. Um, but there is a tech tip in there that if you start typing January in a cell and February in a cell, side note, you have to make sure the months are spelt correctly. Mm-hmm. But if you select those two and you fill down 12 rows or fill across uh, 12 columns, it will automatically populate the um, entire year. Every single month will automatically populate, you know, and that is a wow factor when I show my seventh graders that. So I know if seventh graders are wowed by it, I think it will help with teachers. And not only if it works with months, it actually works with the numbers too. So if you're going to number off your students and you need 26 seats or 26 of um, rows, you can go ahead and alphabetize or number them and it will fill down also. I love that tip because... I feel like sometimes when I even mention the word spreadsheets, it's intimidating to some users. Obviously, those of us that are in the tech world or the business world, spreadsheets come a little more natural. But a tip like that to auto-fill down or like you said, use those fill handles. Um, You don't have to be spreadsheet, super spreadsheet savvy to benefit from a tip like that. You know, I want to, Heather, like, I've really encouraged our teachers, especially since the last Google Sheets update, to really take a look at it because the some of the updates have made it super simple to just professionally format the smallest bits of data or to calculate formulas, averages, things like that. I mean, I was my um I was blown away by how simplistic Sheets was made. This past couple weeks when I started, um, when I was teaching it to my seventh graders compared to in the spring. And that's definitely handy to know too, because I feel like Google has a history of working to help create tools that are user-friendly, no matter if you're like a beginning user or an advanced user. So I definitely appreciate that. Heather, um, as I was going through your tips that you um, have been sharing, can you share with us a little bit more about your mute tab? Yeah. So a lot of times as tech people, we like the, we share things like group tabs, things like that. There is a mute tab feature that is kind of, to me, a hidden gem. And I'll be honest with you, Shelly, you know, you brought that up. And when I shared this one on day five of my tech tips, that was the one that I probably received the most replies as far as, oh, this is brilliant. This is helpful. So um, we've all seen, whether we've been in the situation or we've had a colleague or a friend in the situation where all of a sudden audio is coming out of a tab and you could be a four tab person or a 14 tab person. 
but sometimes that audio is coming out and you're like, where is that coming from? So if you utilize the mute tab by simply going up to a tab and right clicking on it, there is an option for mute tab and it makes the site muted or mutes the site um, every time it is opened. And it is so handy. It remembers that so that there's no autoplay on any of those YouTube videos or if you've got some you know music streaming sites open, those kind of things. Um, so that one to me is a big share. Um, I, like I said, I received a lot of feedback from that one as well. So easy to use, easy to implement, one click and your tab is muted. And you're right. I mean, how many times have we had a YouTube playlist playing in the background and we just get doing other things and all of a sudden you're talking and then, wow, here's some music or an ad going on. So what a great tip for um, the teachers that uh, to use. I can't wait to share that one out. I was thinking about, uh, you know, we talk about um, how sometimes uh, organizing our tabs, whether you just shared mute tab or pin tabs or um, grouping tabs. Mm -hmm. uh, this kind of led me to think about um, a way that we can organize our Google Drive. Um, you know, along with all the hats that I wear, I'm also a softball coach and I'm also a junior high track coach. And I am um, one of our CTE department chairs. So I have a lot of um, files that I access frequently that are part of categories. So in Google Drive, one of the things that I've been um, uh, intentional about sharing is creating workspaces in Drive. And when you create a workspace, you have a nice little clean card I want to say area where you can put up to 25 files from your Google Drive into this space. And all those files that you use are in that one workspace. So my junior high track, I have my bus rosters there. I have my entries for the eight different meets we go to. I have email communication documents that I will send out to each parent each week um, or excuse me, the parents each week. Um records, all of those things, my handbook, everything in that one little space. And I keep that workspace open for that season. And then when I'm not in season or I'm not using that workspace, I can go ahead and remove the workspace. Another um, aspect of those workspaces, maybe you have an, uh, a workspace that has a lot of um, information that you don't want seen. Maybe you step aside from your computer and you leave your laptop lid open and you have a workspace built. You can also hide your workspaces. So I think that is a tip that um, that most teachers aren't utilizing. And I feel like it is a great um, way to access all those files that you may need during a season or during a unit of your year that all are part of one category. I was just going into my workspaces and I remember I shared this tip with an administrator who was working on some team documents that he was using. And if it's a monthly meeting, for example, sometimes, like you said, when you're searching and drive, it gets lost and they can't find it. And you spend the first 10 minutes of your meeting trying to help everyone say, what was that called? How did I find that? And so that was one of those tips that I shared with an administrator, like, here's a 
a quick tip to save you five minutes in every meeting that you spend trying to find the document that you haven't accessed in a month or something. So I like that too, especially if you, you know, whether it's to help so you can find something that you don't access, you maybe only access monthly, or like you said, something that you are in season, your records, your things that you're working on daily, because it's a project yes. or something that you're working on that month. So yes, that is a, a an amazing tip and something that um, I think anybody could add to their workflow and feel positive about that utilization. I'm going to go ahead and share one more and then you can close it out for us. How's that? Okay. Um, the one that I am sharing out here shortly is just going back to like flip formerly Flipgrid, the teleprompter tool. And that one to me is kind of a hidden gem, but I feel like, you know, we have a lot of students or a lot of teachers that like to do those videos for classes or reflection or to check for understanding, uh, feedback, all those things that we as teachers use video for. But the teleprompter just gives you that accessibility feature of helping provide that option for those notes, speaker notes, scripts, whatever, to help you. Um and so to me, it helps save time because you may have to re-record 10, 15 times. That's speaking from experience. If you're not using the teleprompter and you're looking for perfection, but that teleprompter, once you paste that text in there and you hit play and you're recording, it actually scrolls through for you as you're going. And then naturally it's on your screen, but it's not on the recording. And so I think that's something that we need to make sure that we're aware of as adults. It's just that accessibility feature and that helpful tool. And then our students can benefit from that one as well. Uh, Heather, the last tip I want to share kind of goes along with how you uh, view your um, browser. In Chrome, if you have your bookmarks bar, and um, you're looking at it and you can see all your bookmarks, you can actually get your bookmarks down to only showing the icon. Um, if you right click on a bookmark, that's um, your one of the web pages that is along your bookmarks bar, right click, control click on a Mac, you can go down to edit and you can take out the name, delete the entire name out. It's still bookmark, still has that URL there. But once you say save, it goes down, takes out all the words and shows only the icon. So um, for those web pages that I use daily, I was going to say extremely, extremely frequently, but actually daily, I have those as the um, bookmarks that are on my bookmarks toolbar. And since I know what the icon looks like to those pages, I have deleted out all the words. So all it shows is the icons and it keeps my desktop or excuse my um, toolbar looking clean. No, I was just looking at my bookmarks bar and I have done that on several occasions. A lot of them will have like an icon already and you can delete the words and the icon is there, but I've added my own icon. So like PDF candy, I think I added like a little lollipop because I oh, use yes. PDF candy all the time. So I deleted the text out and put the lollipop there. Now you have to remember what you customize it if you do something a little different than what's there, but it is kind of fun to be able to do that. I've seen students do it and they love to be creative with those kind of things. That well, was my most creative one is the PDF candy one. Candy. 
Yes. But I just, I just like it because then I can fit more on my toolbar bookmarks bar. Mm -hmm. And, um, but like I said, it's, it's a great, great way to visually make your, um, bookmarks bar a little bit more appealing too. So like my Google admin console for like Google admin is just a, it's just an icon. It's just a computer. Yeah. Uh, our, our Milford webpage is an M my, our, uh, um, PowerPoint or PowerPoint, our power school has just a little icon too. So, mm -hmm. um, where I manage my students, uh, computers through class wise, it's the little icon. So I just really like that tip. And, um, like you said, students are using it. So why not share it with our teachers also? Absolutely. So Shelly, if, if listeners are listening after the fact, maybe it's after break, after these have been shared, where can they go back and find the NIDA tech tips? The NIDA tech tips are going to be shared um, via our social media. So you'll be able to see them on the NIDA Facebook and um, X account. <laughs> That's hard to get used to, is it not? <laughs> I know. So here's the other thing. If you're looking for our um, tech tips from NIDA um, in the new year, um, check out our Facebook um, page, become a become a member of our community and you'll be able to see all of these um, tips that we have shared tonight. Absolutely. And I, myself, if there's tech tips, I try to share them out through email. I try to share some of mine out for social media, but definitely go back and check the Nita page for that among other tips, tricks, and most importantly, Shelly, information about the upcoming conference. Yes. I'm very excited for the conference in the spring. I'll be a great one. Heather, I want to thank you um, for inviting me tonight, uh, but I also want to thank you because some of the tech tips that you shared are actually going to be shared via the NIDA, um, NIDA Go or our NIDA Cool Tips also, because I think they're um, so valuable. Well, awesome. So. We're all better together. You know, we have to keep sharing them. And that's what I, that's what we do. We share and make ourselves better together in this education world for sure. So yes. I appreciate your time. Yes. I appreciate your sharing and all of the things. So thank you for joining us on another Need to Go and we'll be in touch soon. Yes. Thank you. Have a great week. <laughs>